welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by special guest Evangelist Daz Chettle. How good's that? Father, I just want to thank you for every single person that can hear my voice. Lord, I thank you that they're at the right place today. You know, when I was worshipping, Holy Ghost said, you know, I want you to, I want you to drop a love bomb today. But you see, you can't, you can't do that without a broken heart. <clears throat> you see, for me... People see me as quite radical and bold and all the rest of it. But the reality is, as a little boy, I can remember standing in front of my class and they asked me to spell a word and I had dyslexia. And that little boy just had such a panic attack, he peed himself in front of the class. And I can remember my whole life was built up with insecurities. My whole life, I was just so scared. So I thought, you know, maybe if I get tattoos and have dreadlocks and, and start building this image, people will see the outside and they won't worry about what's the inside. But you see, when I had an encounter with him, it was a game changer. It was such a game changer for me. Because he saw what was really on the inside. And he said, you know what? I can get that brokenness. I can get that fear and I can turn it into something. I want you to know today that whatever you've come in here with, it's time to let it go and say, Jesus, I don't want to give you my life. I'm sorry, I don't want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life. He wants the whole thing. Everything. It's so good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I can remember as a six-year-old boy, I was sitting on my granddad's knee reading a book. And uh, with dyslexia, that was very challenging. And as I'm sitting on his knee and I'm trying to read this book, he pushed me off his knee and he said, you are thick, just like your father. And I believe that, man. So I'd start going to school and I'd get these school reports back. And uh, that little boy there, six years old. And uh, I started seeing that I was failing. And I believe that lie. How many lies have you guys believed? Because I want to tell you that the devil is real. 
And he's a liar. The Word of God says he's the father of all lies. What lies do you need to divorce today? Because I honestly thought I was thick, I was dumb. If you want to see a miracle this morning, you're looking at one right now. The fact that I can do this is an absolute miracle. This is Jesus, man. It's so good. Come on. It's so good. I was so lost and now I'm so found. So I thought drugs, drugs will do it. I'm going to be real today. Is that okay? I thought drugs, yes, drugs, that'll be great. So that 13-year-old boy started dabbling with cannabis, getting high, high, high. But see, the downside was you get low, low, low. And then this vicious cycle of getting high, high, high and low, low, low. So alcohol, that, that will do it. Great, let's do alcohol. So then we try alcohol and we're hungover in the mornings. It's like, really? Girls, let's do girls. Broken relationships, heartbreak. I was just trying anything to fill that gap. I can remember I, I stole some money off my mum three weeks ago. No, that's a joke. <laughs> I stole some money off my mum, and, uh, and she'd just met Jesus. And she said to me, okay, you need to pay this money back, but you need to come to church with me. That was kind of like the penance. So I go to church, and I'm sitting down the back of this church, and uh, just not interested at all, just reading the surfing magazine. And the preacher, there was a visiting preacher, and he, he spotted me and he said, sir, you need to come up here. And I went, there's no way. I'm not going up there. I didn't even want to be in the building. Why would I want to walk up the front of the church? And, uh, and so he came to me and he said this. He said, sir, I see that you're going to be an evangelist. You're going to be an itinerant international evangelist. And I went, yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. But you see, that was a word of life. And I didn't even know what uh, itinerant meant. I didn't know what an evangelist was. I knew what international was because I loved surfing internationally. But I didn't know that. But that word got spoken into me. That word got spoken into me. And then I take off to Australia. Yeah, come on. And I'm surfing and partying and just just running away from stuff at home. I'd seen a couple of friends die and just needed to get away. And I was in Wollongong, and I had shots of malaria in my arms because we were going to go to Bali surfing. So we walked past this church this Sunday night, and, uh, and I said to my buddy, hey, we should go in there. And he goes, yeah, yeah, because we thought if we go into this church, there'll be chicks. I thought, that's a really good idea. And there'll be food, because Christians love eating. So I thought, yeah, we'll get fed and meet some girls. This will be great. And I go into this church, and I'm sitting in there, and I'm going, this is ridiculous. There was people doing this. There was a lady with a flag. She's running with a flag. I was just going, what is going on? People are putting their hands up and going, well, why aren't they people answering their questions? I had no idea what was going on, but it wasn't my gig at all. I just thought, no, this is so not me. So not me, ma'am. I just have a whistle. Come on, Jesus. 
So I'm sitting there, I sit through the music, and then the guy gets up to preach, and I'm just going far out. I wonder how long this is going to go for. And he said this, he said, Jesus was a good shepherd, and he left 99 sheep to go and find one. And I was sitting there, and I just thought to myself, I wonder if he'd come and find me. And at that point, I felt this warmth going up my hands. And I was going, man, what's this? And this warmth just started coming across my chest. And I just started weeping like a baby. It was so embarrassing, but yet it was so amazing. And I'm just crying and crying. And I'm blowing snot over the lady beside me. And she's trying to hug me and I'm shaking. I was having an encounter with love and I had no idea what it was called. I had no idea what it was. But all I knew was I wanted more of this. I was making such a scene that the preacher, he stopped preaching and he said, Sir, there's a bit of a pattern here. He said, Sir, you need to come forward. No way. I don't do coming forward. There's no way. And as I'm saying to myself, there's no way, it was almost like God had lassoed my heart and he started pulling me down the front of the church because my mind was going, there's no way, there's no way. And my heart was going, yes, yes, this is it. This is what you've always wanted. This hair will set you free forever. I don't even know the prayer that I prayed that night, but I know that night changed my life forever. I believe there's people in here today and you need an encounter with an almighty God that loves you. You need an encounter with Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus is not a name in an ancient book. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And He loves you today. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you today. He loves you today. You know, I, I thought that God was on the other side of Mars. And then I started thinking he's like a a dude up in heaven with a big stick. I want to tell you, God doesn't do love. He is love. And he absolutely loves you today. This is what a love bomb looks like. I want you to get it, that he loves you. He thinks you're absolutely amazing. And you see, he wants to fill us up. Not so that we can become that spiritually fat that we do nothing. He wants to fill us up. So wherever we go, he pours us out. It is so amazing. Oh, get this. Far out. If you think Christianity's boring, I might offend a few people right now. and I'm okay with that. That's because you're boring. I believe that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And he's saying to you today, I love you. I love you. I love you. It's so exciting. I jumped in a cab. Oh, oh, I got a wee bit puffed. 111 kgs, I got puffed, fancy that. 
Anyway, I jumped in a cab with a buddy of mine, Matty Russell. He's an Aussie guy. He's brought his family over to New Zealand to partner with us in Freedom 316. There's a real Anzac thing happening here, brother. <laughs> Come on. New Zealand and Australia will be saved. Come on. But they need us. We hold the key to unlock the world around us. That key is Jesus. So we jump in the cab. And, uh, and there was stuff on the front seat. So Maddie and I jump in the back. And uh, it's all good. We're just in the back of this cab. The cabbie starts dropping F-bombs and he's just an angry guy. Just a full-on dude. And I said, man, I've got to tell you about Jesus. He said, I don't want to talk about Jesus. I said, that's fine, I do. And uh, so we just start sharing with him. He's a bit of a closed book. And the Holy Ghost gave me a picture. It's so good when God gives you pictures, eh? Yeah. He gave me a picture, and I just want to say, if God gives you a picture for someone, don't put your filter on it. Just say what you see. You may see a green lawnmower. Just say green lawnmower. Because I saw these jump elites coming down and landing on his shoulders and giving him a kickstart. Went, okay, here we go. I said, hey, mate, I've actually uh, just saw some jump elites coming down, landing on your shoulders and giving you a kickstart. And I was expecting him to say blankety blank blank. He started crying in the cab. It was so beautiful. His heart opened up. We started sharing the gospel with him. We'd pull into a car park. He was an Uber driver. Oh man, so many Uber drivers were getting saved. (laughs) Not saying a prayer that's not even in the Bible. They were having an encounter with a living God. It's so good. Because that sticks, that brands the heart. And uh, yeah, so we, uh, we just share him with him, get out of the cab in a, in a packed car park. We kneel down on some grass and we uh, introduce him to Jesus. He rededicates his life. It was the most powerful encounter. I absolutely love sharing it. Check it out. You know I need this. All this fighting, all this running, all this doing things that I'm not supposed to do. It's all one. Parkos, mate. He pe- picked us up in his cab and, uh, you know, God just just started touching him in the car. I, I had a word for him that uh, he-, he was like a battery, a car battery, and it- the battery had gone a bit flat and he needed to get jump started. And I saw the jumper leads coming down on his shoulders and giving him a kickstart. And, uh, and we're just going to rededicate his life to Jesus tonight. Yeah. And this is, this is a beautiful night for you, my brother. We're going to kneel down, okay? Let's not worry about what anyone thinks. I don't care, man. I don't only care about God, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, man. Dear Jesus. Oh, thank you. Oh, Jesus. Father, I thank you for his heart. I thank you for this divine appointment. I thank you for new beginnings. Lord God, I thank you for new beginnings, thank Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you for new beginnings, Jesus. 
Okay, I'm going to lead you through a prayer. Okay, I want you to say yes. this after me. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me, Lord. For everything I've done. For everything I've done. And come back into my life. Come back into my life, Lord. Be my saviour. Be my saviour. Be my best friend. Be my best friend. So I am yours. So I'm yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. I pray this. I pray this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, you need a jump start. I said, I don't even got cable in my car. He says, no, it's not for your car. It's for you. They said, they said something in my shoulders. And I said, you're right. I need that jump start. So start right now. And they prayed. I fell on my knees. We got out of the car. I left my car alone, you know, and there was no worrying about who's going to take my car. I just went up to, to the grass and fell on my knees with, with Aaron. I'm glad I made them, man. And I just hope that they can, we can ride each other. I called. <laughs> Sure, we will. I love you, man. I love you too. <clears throat> it's powerful, eh? I uh, I have weekly contact with Paco, and he's on fire for Jesus. And, and you know, that's not because two evangelists jumped in his car. That's because two Christians jumped in his car. Because that there is what we need to do. Because the job of the evangelist is to inspire and train and equip. The job of the Christian is to go and love the world. And you see, when, when you love the world, that happens. That happens all the time. I was walking past a guy at the airport and I said, hey, man, I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you so much. He goes, I'm not interested. I said, that was weird. Do you know you just put your hand up? It's like he responded to the altar call. Though. <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, I did, didn't I? I said, that's your mind saying I'm not interested. Because that's your heart saying you need this. We started praying for him. He starts weeping and gives his life to Jesus. It's so simple. Christ in us. Christ in you. The hope of glory. So good. <clears throat> you know, there's a lost and dying world that is going to hell. And we hold the key. And it's Jesus. You see, you may not be comfortable standing up on an aeroplane or going into a mosque or what, this or that. That's okay. Because that is my lane and I'm comfortable in my lane. But you need to find your lane. And you need to be the best you you can be in your lane. You see, in your lane, it may be going and painting the neighbor's fence. See, in your lane, it may be paying for someone's groceries. You see, in your lane, it may be writing a nice handwritten letter, baking a cake. But you've just got to do something. Loving the world is so good. Amen. For God so loved the world, yeah. he gave us Jesus. And it's our job as Christians to go and give Jesus to the world. On, it's so good, man. It's so simple, eh? My five-year-old daughter gets it. 
She's in the back of my car just listening to worship music on 30. That's as loud as it goes. The windows are shaking, man. And she's just worshiping Jesus. And I say, what did Jesus tell you? She tells me these most amazing things. And I just start bawling. She's five. It's simple. We don't need to complicate it. I say to people every day, hey, man, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. It's so simple. And they go, oh, really? Well, I don't want to talk about it, and that's okay. And uh, I, I, I had an amazing encounter the other day. I, I stood, and we had school holidays in Christchurch, and uh, the mall was packed. And uh, because what if it's not so much about the soil? What if it's all about the seed? What if it's all about Jesus? He's the seed. So I went into this mall, and it was packed, and I stood on a, on, a, on a chair, and I just presented the gospel for 30 seconds. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you, I was a drunken lunatic in the gutter. I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. He changed my life, and he loves you so much. Have an awesome day. Boom, done. <laughs> done, done, done. And then the uh, security came over and shared the gospel with them, and, and then as I was walking in, I was walking out an hour later and another security guy came over and he goes, oh, I heard someone was preaching in the mall. And I go, yeah. He goes, it was you, wasn't it? And I said, yeah. I was screaming. <laughs> and we shared the gospel with him. But a few days later, I went into a bakery. You know a bakery, eh? <laughs> they do pies. I had a lunch beside me, and I went to buy a pie. My mate, wife made me this boring-ass lunch, so I thought I'd go and go buy a pie. It was gone anyway, because I went into the bakery to buy a pie and a Coke. <clears throat> and the lady behind the counter, she said to me, I saw her on Facebook, was, was you, were you the guy that stood up in Rickard and Mall? And I said, yeah. She said, why did you do that? Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, because I wanted everyone in, to, in the mall to know that Jesus loves them. And she goes, wow, that's awesome. I saw it on Facebook and I was really intrigued. And I said, give me your hands. And she leaned her hands over the, the counter and I started praying for her. Not weird casting out demon prayers, just loving her. Jesus, touch her right now. And she said, I believe in Jesus, but I'm a Buddhist. And I said, that's okay. Because Jesus Christ died on a cross for you. And Jesus knows you. And she said, really? And I said, yeah. He knows you because he loves you. And she just opened her heart. She started weeping and she gave her life to Christ in the bakery. It was so good, man. It was so good. See, it's not difficult. It's just loving people because it's Christ in us, having encounters. I got invited to the CFAN School of Evangelism. What for me was a massive deal. They get you know around 100 evangelists from around the planet, and we meet in Florida in a little wee room, and uh, they spend five days just imparting into us. So it's awesome, awesome. Uh, speakers like Daniel Kalenda, Todd White, um, Reggie Dabbs, Nathan Morris, it's just awesome, very intimate. And, uh, you know, we'd have lunch together and it was just a, a wonderful time with these amazing men of God. And you see, it all builds up to a Friday night impartation night. 
And you can have the most amazing men of God in the room with you, but it's actually all about Jesus. And on the, on the Friday night, I'm going to be really real. Is that okay? Cool. This is a bit weird, but it's flipping powerful. So on the Friday night, we all go into this big room and uh, there's tape on the carpet and you've got to stand on the tape. I was never really that good with rules, but I stood there. And uh, we've got all these people lined up, 100 evangelists. And we're waiting for the speakers to come and impart into us. It's very much an impartation night. And there's uh, uh, an evangelist by the name of Jess beside me, an American guy. And he turned to me and he said, Daz, it's an honor to die next year tonight. (laughs) Flip, that's heavy. I just want an impartation, I don't want to die. And uh, that kind of rocked me a bit, the reality of what was about to happen. And, uh, And I'm just standing there And I just started worshiping Jesus. We're waiting for the guys to come in and pray for us. And I just let it rain. Come on, Jesus. And uh, and as I'm standing there and I'm just worshiping the King of all glory and just telling him how much I love him, he'd, he'd undone me that whole week. And I just felt, physically felt on my chest a rubbing. I physically could feel it rubbing on my chest. And I'm just weeping. I'm just weeping. And I said, Holy Ghost, what's going on? And he showed me a picture of a lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This lamb was licking my chest. It was powerful, man. It was so powerful. And I fell to my knees and this lamb is just licking me. And then Jesus said, I've done this for 21 years. And it messed me up, man. And I'm just kneeling there, just crying. And it's a beautiful way. And then I saw this claw with really sharp, this paw with really sharp claws. And it came over and it just grabbed my chest. And it just ripped it open. I went, oh, I could physically feel it. I could feel the, 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 uh, the bones breaking and I could just feel all the stuff. And I was just going, oh. And then Jesus grabbed my heart out of my chest. And he said, this is now mine. And that moment has totally impacted my life. This was an incredible encounter with an almighty living God. I can remember on the way over there, I was sharing the gospel with everyone, everyone I could possibly do. And Matt, Matty Russell's a fantastic filter. He was going, yeah, maybe not in LA airport. There's hundreds of people. I thought, what a great opportunity. You know, we're not doing that. We'll get arrested. So he's a great filter. So the whole way over there, we're sharing the gospel. The whole way home, I had my hoodie up and I just cried and cried and cried because the king of all glory told me that my heart is now his. So good, man. I remember a couple of days after I got home, I was at the beach. I love surfing. And these guys, I've got my cars all wrapped with Jesus and Freedom 316 stuff. It's so cool. And, uh, and uh, these guys were paying me out, mocking me at the beach. So I got out of the car and went over and had a yarn to them. 
And as we're having a yarn, I just started crying. And I leaned into the circle and grabbed one of the guy's ears. As I was doing it, I was saying, this is very weird. It's not normal. And as my hands hit his ears, he just started crying in front of his mates. He just started having an encounter with a living God. Because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And where we go, we carry him with us. It's about us nailing ourselves to his cross and taking him wherever we go. Because what if, I'm gonna have to speak a bit louder. That's okay, I'm okay with that. Because, sweet girl. Because what if we had a, an understanding here and in here that no one is that lost that they can't be found? That no one is that broken that they can't be fixed? That no one is that hurt that they can't be healed? I've got a friend, her name is Emma. She's a tattooist. And she's also a Satanist. And I was kind of like the token, the token Christian in the tattoo parlor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish with this. And I would share the gospel with Emma and she would share her beliefs and read her scriptures back to me. I found that very challenging actually. And, uh, and so for five years, we're really good mates. And then one day I get a phone call and uh, it was from her boyfriend and she said, Daz, can you marry me and Emma, like straight away. And I said, why is that? And he said, because Emma's very sick. That's Emma there. That was her Facebook profile photo. And he said, uh, she's very sick because she had a, a cancer scare and then this tumor started growing and she was very, very sick. And I said, mate, I need to come and pray with her. And he said, no, you're not going to her house. You're not gonna go and pray with her. She won't let you pray with her. And I knew that my friend was dying. And if she dies without Jesus, she's going to go to hell. And that's not okay. No. Not on my watch. So I went around to the house and I saw her on her bed and she's got this massive tumor. And I didn't know what to do. And I just said, hey man, Emma, Jesus loves you. Blankety blank blank. If you keep talking about Jesus, you can leave. And I didn't know what to do, man. I was so scared. It was horrible. Because I was looking death in the eyes. And I tried again and she shut me down again on her bed. To paint a bit of a picture, there was demonic statues hanging over the bed. Satanic Bible beside the bed. Big pentagrams on the wall. It was a very dark place. But you know what? The Bible says when we go to a dark place, we're the light of the world. We're a city on a hill. And I said to her, I said, Emma, Jesus loves you. And she said, get out. So as I started getting ready to get out of her room, Holy Ghost gave me a picture of a little six-year-old girl looking up at a big Jesus head wow. in the sky. And I was going, oh, no way. I, I mean, hello, I'll get the satanic Bible thrown in my head. And, uh, and I said, Emma, I see you as a six-year-old girl because I didn't put a filter on it. 
Don't put a filter on it. And I said, you're looking up at a big Jesus head. And that's the face you need to see when you die. And she just burst into tears. And she said, how do I get to know him? I'm the guy that should know. I don't know. I'm just crying all messed up. And I said, give me your hands. And I grabbed her hands and I started praying for her. That afternoon, she gave her life to Jesus. That afternoon, she became born again. A hundred days later, she died. And now she is with the Jesus that I shared with her about. She's with Him now in glory. And she's looking down going, Go, Daz! You tell as many people as you can about my story. Because she was so lost and she got so found. Can everyone stand up, please? Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. No one is that lost that they can't be found. No one. I want to give you an opportunity just like I gave Emma an opportunity right now to receive Jesus. Because He loves you so much. He died on a cross for you because He loves you so much. You are significant. You are special. If that's you, for me personally, the days of just popping your hand up and slipping them down, I'm done with that, man. You're in or you're out. If that's you, I'd love to pray with you. If your heart is beating right now, just like mine was in Wollongong, I want you to do something bold and walk down the front of this church right now. If you wanna give your life to Jesus, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, awesome, girls. Who else? Today is your day. Awesome. Today is your day. The Bible says, choose this day. Come on, who else? Come on, guys, He loves you so much. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Down the back. I want you to know He loves you. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Who else? Who else today? Awesome, bro. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, church. This is exciting. Come on. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.